0: Coming up on Unpacked. They just put me on the bed, and then the procedure started. And then suddenly I could start feeling the pain. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, but I felt like I was dying for Mm -hmm. some reason. She looked at my file, she was writing something on my file, and then she stopped for a moment, and then she said, do you know what happened?
1: into the hospital to deliver your baby, only to come out of theater with other medical complications. Today's guest is here to share her story. Let's unpack. Petunia Mpanza did not anticipate that the birth of her second child would be vastly different to that of her firstborn. After being in labor for hours, the Soweto-based wife and mother did not know that a medical mishap after giving birth would lead to a part of her body being damaged. This is her story. Let's unpack. Petunia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So take me uh, back to what your first pregnancy was like and delivery.
0: It was smooth for me. Mm. It was smooth. Because when you fall pregnant, obviously people are going to be telling you, this is going to happen, this mm. is going to happen. So for me, it was, it was quite smooth. So I had my regular doctor's visits. Mm. And... Um, I went to a certain hospital, which it was private. Mm. So when I went there for my last uh, scan, the doctor told me that I'm going to have to have a C-section because Mm. my cervix was quite small. Mm. And it seemed like my baby was too big. Mm. So he didn't want to risk it.
1: And obviously, um, you understood the reason you're getting a C-section, which in this case means you go into theatre and it's an operation as opposed to just a natural delivery. So your C-section happened and... Uh, How was that experience for you?
0: To be quite honest, I was scared. Mm. I was scared. It's my first time. But it went well because I had family. Mm. So they were very supportive. Mm. Um, I had the C-section and then I spent about three days Mm. in hospital. And then I went home. And there were no complications? No complications whatsoever. The healing process was also Mm. very short, you know? Mm. Like I healed pretty quickly. So now...
1: Um, And obviously the relevance of us asking about a first pregnancy is you have something to compare to with your next experience. So talk us through then, you fall pregnant a second time. What was that journey like?
0: It was tough because it was last year, just after the announcement of the lockdown. Mm. And I just recently got married that Mm. very same year, so... Finding out that I was pregnant, it was, it was challenging because you're thinking of these protocols in terms of mm. the pandemic and everything. So money also mm. was an issue for us. But yeah, so I had to attend a public hospital this time around.
1: And in terms of your doctor's visits, how did you find those at a public hospital?
0: They were, they were okay. They were okay because um, from where I was attending... Mm. the doctors and the nurses were, they were fine, you mm. know. Yeah, they, they were really, really fine. Because I was worried that probably when I get there, I'm going to find like mean uh, nurses and doctors. Mm. But everybody was just cool. Yeah, mm. everything went well as well in terms of my visits to the mm. doctor, Yeah.
1: So now it comes uh, approaching the time for delivery. Had, what had the doctor said to you about how the delivery is going to happen? Because the first time was C-section. Mm. What was the verdict on the second time?
0: So on my second one, they asked me if I want to give birth naturally or mm. C-section. Well, I opted for C-section, obviously. What was your reason. I, I had previously explained to them that I do have a bit of pain. Because now the stomach is stretching, so I could Mm. feel a bit of pain where I first had my first cut. Mm. So they were okay with it. Okay, you can have your C-section if that's what you want. So I had to sign a form. Mm. There's a form that they give you that you sign in case, in terms of if you bleed a lot, Mm. can they give you blood Mm. in theatre and things like that. So I signed that.
1: And did you have any concerns going into this next C-section?
0: Not really. Mm. I didn't. Because in my head, I'm still referring this one to my first first pregnancy. Yes. Yes. So I didn't have any concern.
1: So talk us through now um, how it works because now you're in a public hospital. It's not like um, what your experience was at private where they'll schedule a date and Mm -hmm. you come in. What was the difference between that first experience and the second one where now it's approaching the date you're supposed to be delivering? What was it that happened
0: Okay, so I was given a date, obviously, mm. as to when I'm going to deliver. Mm. And uh, on that day, I was told not to eat, obviously, mm. the day before or the night before today. Né? I don't have to eat at least by 10 o'clock at night. Mm. I should have not had no anything, boss, yeah, yes. nothing at all. So I still understood that because I knew with... My first pregnancy, that's how they also explained it to me, Mm. is to not eat the night before. That's exactly what I did. I went in on the 14th of of July. Yes, on the Mm. 14th of July. Six o'clock, I was already there Mm. in the morning. Came in with my bag. I was just ready. But when I walked in... The atmosphere, it was just different. Mm. Because when I walked in, I could see that there's a long queue of other pregnant women Mm. sitting on benches. And I wasn't sure if they're waiting to deliver as well. Mm. But it seemed like it because it's just pregnant women there. So I went in and I waited. Mm. So in my head, I thought walking in there, it was just going to be, okay, so you're here because we scheduled you for six o'clock. And then we're going to prep you and then that's it but that's not how it happened. Mm. So what did they
1: say to you? So you see the queue,
0: you're there early. What did they uh, explain to you? Okay, so first of all, when I got there, nobody attended me. Yeah, I went in there and I sat. The, only the security will point you as to where you're supposed to mm. come. I went there and I sat. I waited for someone to come out and at least explain what's going to happen. Nobody came. Mm. I sat probably for an hour, sitting mm. there. And the nurses are just, mm. you know, they're passing me as if... Mm. So I just sat there until I asked one of the doctors I saw walking past. And then he told me, no, you're going to have to wait. We'll tell you, you're not exactly going to have your C-section like this morning. There's still a long queue. So he told me, obviously, the women I I saw Mm. are also in queue. They were waiting for probably two weeks. Some of them were there for two weeks. Yeah, waiting to deliver. So I had to wait. And another lady came. Probably three ladies came. They sat right next to me. Um, but we obviously had to keep our distance because mm. of COVID. We had to have our tests done as well for mm. COVID. I remember one of the ladies was sitting next to me. They just, like, she, she did the test.
1: Mm.
0: And the doctor came out and just said her results.
1: Like, it was nothing. You. In
0: front of me, She's was like, mm. oh, unfortunately, uh, you have COVID. What? That freaked me out because I was sitting right next to her. I was sitting right next to her. So they had to move her. Okay, so we sat there for a while. They gave us uh, breakfast because it was taking too long. Mm. We had our lunch as well. Wow. Yeah, because we sat there for quite some time. Mm. Until they decided that, no, we're going to be moving you to another hospital Mm. because it's full here. The backlog is just too much, so we have Mm. to move you to another hospital. We waited for probably about an hour, around 1 o'clock, Mm. The staff bus came and they took us. It was me and three other ladies. Mm. So they took us to this other hospital. When we got there, the two other ladies, they were high risk. So Mm. they had to move them to a different floor. Mm. And then me and this one lady, they moved us to another floor. Mm. So it was just us two. In my head, I was thinking, maybe we're going to get there and it's full. Mm. But it wasn't. It was just us two. Mm. So one of the nurses came in. They, gave us, they told us to take our clothes off, obviously, and gave us their gowns. Mm. And so they were like, you're going to have to wait here. We'll tell you when you're going to have your op. But because you ate, they asked us if we ate. So we told mm. them, we're going to have to wait a couple of hours mm. before they can operate. So we, said we were there for quite some time as well. Probably five to six hours, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so
1: now um, you're waiting. You're at a new public hospital. <clears throat> and then... What happens in terms of now it's time to go in?
0: They first took the first lady, eh? she's mm. the one who went in first. And then an hour after, they came to get me, okay? They wheeled me out, okay, but, but before they wheeled me out, they put in the catheter and then I was wheeled out to the theater. Mm. When I got to the theater, at the door, um, one of the, I think it's the anesthesiologist, we, mm. she was coming out. Mm as we were going in. So the lady was pushing the wheelchair. She said, no, I brought another patient. Mm. And then she said, no, you're going to have to wait because I'm hungry. Mm. I'm going to go eat quickly and then I'm going to come back. Mm. So you're going to have to wait. I was, I was okay with it. I mean, you wouldn't want to have someone who's hungry. Operating. You know, exactly. Yeah. So she went in. She probably took about 15 minutes. Mm. And then she came back. And then they wheeled me into the theatre put me on the bed. So she looked at my file. When she looked at my file, she said, okay, because you're familiar with the procedure, you know what's going to happen. I'm going to give you a needle on the spine so you, you, you know what mm. it's like. So I nodded and like, yeah, I do. So like some of these things, I'm remembering them now.
1: Mm.
0: When she was about to inject me with the needle, I, I kind of moved a little mm. And that infuriated her. Mm. She started shouting. She was like, "What are you doing? What is this? You know?" And then she was talking to the other lady, like, um, "Imagine me appearing on 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 papers because I slept a patient." Wow. Yeah. But I kept quiet because you know you just want to get over. The, you just want to move past this. So nobody you know? held
1: you down for the epidural.
0: No, nobody, wow. yeah. nobody. Because when I compared it to my first one, yeah. there was there was a there was a mother who was there. Yeah. She was very. She was so kind. She was just telling me as in like, like
1: a birthing partner yes, dula yes, person. She yes. was she
0: was very very experienced. So she told me you need to you're gonna relax. This mm-hmm. is what's gonna happen. She helped me down. She was even massaging my feet, you know. Mm-hmm. But and just time, to, to give context
1: to the viewers. Um, the holding down is not anything malicious. No. It's to stop you from moving because an injection needle is going into your spine. Yeah. There's some sensitive areas. Yeah. So, and and the only reason I know this is because when I delivered via C-section, my doctor also held me mm-hmm. down. Because it's natural to flinch yeah. and move. Okay, so nobody held you down. You accidentally moved. You got shouted at. What happened next?
0: Okay, so I just I kept quiet. And they don't even tell you, they don't even ask you, do you... Can you feel your legs? You know, they just put me on the bed and then the procedure started. You know, they put the cloth that yes. they, they usually put there. She didn't even explain to me the anesthesiologist, like, I'm going to inject this now or mm. you're not going to feel anything. Any, nothing like that, you know. So it was just ch- chattering in there. And all I heard was suction. Mm. Like that for me, I, mm. I was shocked because I didn't even know who was operating on me, mm. you know, so okay, that happened. Um, I could feel the pressure, I could feel them pulling, mm. you know. And they're still talking, you can you, they're still talking about the weekend that they had, mm. Chit chattering, okay, It's fine. After they took out my my son, they showed me, like, "Here's your boy," and then they rushed him out. Mm. And then suddenly I could start feeling the pain, mm. you know, because I could tell that maybe it's wearing off now. Mm. The injection is wearing off. So I told her, the anesthesiologist, like, it's, I'm starting to feel pain, mm. you know. Mm. And then she said, no, okay, I'm going to give you another shot so that you don't feel anything. She gave me another shot. And then after a few minutes, it went quiet. It went quiet. I could see her because she was standing this side, mm. she was just focused, that mm. side. But she was, it was quiet. I couldn't hear people talk anymore. Mm. So I didn't know what was going on. And then I could feel like I'm, I'm, I'm drifting in and out of consciousness. Mm. And, I, well, I thought, okay, because of the shot that, mm. that I just had. But for some reason, I could still feel the pain, you mm. know. And I kept telling her. I think I was mumbling it in my mm. head. I don't know if to her it came out as I was saying it in my head. You know, but I could feel like I'm trying to tell her that I can still feel the pain. So I started throwing up. Wow. Yeah. Now I was just throwing up and I could see the panic in her eyes. She went to get something so that I can throw up in that dish. Mm. I kept drifting in and out, in and out, in and out, and I could still feel the pain. Like I I felt like I don't know, I'm I'm no longer there. I'm Mm. there, but I'm not there, Mm. you know? And I'm trying to say something, but the words are just not coming out. And I remember just in my head saying, God, 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 God. And it went on for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. I could hear this buzzing noise, but it wasn't from the theater. I think it was just in my head. Mm -hmm. It went on for quite a long time. And I felt it's taking too long, whatever they're doing. They should have been done, but it took so long. Mm -hmm. It took so long until they finally stitched me up. And then they wheeled me out to the recovery room. Mm. Yeah, they took me to the recovery room. I was so cold. I was shivering. So they brought uh, an electric blanket mm. to put on. So I said they, I don't know if it was 30 minutes or an hour, but I was I was just, even in, in, in the recovery room, I was still mumbling, mm. you know, trying to speak, but I couldn't. Mm. So the thoughts that were going, like in my head, I'm just thinking, <sighs> I probably could have died in there. I'm mm. not sure, but I felt like I was dying for mm. some reason. So, And at the time,
1: um, were you allowed to have your husband with you in no, the room because no. of COVID protocol?
0: He wasn't even in the hospital. He wasn't wow. even allowed yes, to come yes. in because they stopped them at the gate. Yes. And that's as far as they can. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they wheeled me out and wheeled me into a, um, another ward where there was other women there. Mm. Uh, that experience. When I was there, okay, they, they... Told you, they tell you to roll to the other bed, mm. you know? In my head, I'm thinking they're going to just leave the sheets you're on and just... carry you. Because that's what happened with my first pregnancy. Yes. They just did that. But with this one, they're like, roll to the next bed. Yes. And in your head, you're still in pain. Mm. So you have to roll to the next bed. Mm. So I did that with the baby. They just bring the baby immediately. Mm. Like, here's your baby. Mm. That was hard for me. Mm. That was very, very hard for me. Why was that so difficult? It was so difficult because I couldn't I couldn't move for some reason. I couldn't move. The pain was too much. Mm. And you have to breastfeed because they tell you, you need to start breastfeeding now. Mm. Mm. And then they tell you, we're going to come back in six hours. In six hours, you need to start walking. Mm. So as hard as it was, I tried breastfeeding. But I told one of the doctors, like, I'm in so much pain. Mm. It's It's too much. It's unbearable for mm. me. When, I'm, when I look at my first pregnancy, yes, I had a bit of pain, but it wasn't this much. Mm. So I, I knew that somehow maybe something went wrong. What did the doctor say when you said, I'm in so much pain? Um, okay, I'm just going to come back and give you an injection. Mm. And then it won't take away. She told me, like, it won't take away all of the pain. It will mm. just take some of the pain, mm. which is, for me, I'm, like, it's fine. As long as I don't feel this much pain. Yeah. So she came, she injected me, and then she left. In the morning, she came back. You need to wake up. You need to start walking. I couldn't even lift myself.
1: Had they now, because obviously you have a catheter in, because epidural, everything gets relaxed, so you're not urinating all over the place. Was the catheter still in at the time? It was still in.
0: But you now have to walk. Now I have to walk. Yes, I'm not going to lie. The first day I didn't. Yes, When she told me that I need to start walking in my head, I'm like, she 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 has to be kidding me. Yeah, There is no way I can walk because I'm in so much pain. Yeah. I couldn't even lift myself. You know, there's those bars you just yes. try and lift yourself. I tried that, but I, I couldn't. Mm. I couldn't. So one of the ladies came on the next bed. She, she saw that I was struggling. She came with her drip on, you know, mm. and she came to me. And she's like, do you need help? I'm like, I do. I need help. So she tried sitting me up. But that was just too painful. Mm. It was too painful. The way they were looking at me, you know, because they're all like, you need to get up. Otherwise, you're going to spend more days here. You need to get up. You need to start walking. But I was like, there is no way. Mm. There's no way I'm going to be walking Mm. today, you know. So I stayed stayed in bed. Mm. Even if they were to come and try to force me, there was no way Mm. because I felt like it's too much pain. Yes, everyone else came in. A day, the following day, they could walk, but mm. for some reason, I couldn't. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't get it. and my bed—it it wasn't even—it it was tilted. Yes, and they couldn't get it down. Yes. so I was sliding to the edge of the bed. Yes, you know, because it was so uncomfortable. So I, I kept asking them to at least bring it down for me. Mm. They tried that; it, it was broken. Yeah, so that's just the position I was in. Yeah, the whole time. So what happened next? Okay, so my I think my husband kept calling because mm. now he was worried as to why am I not responding back. He called the reception area, yes. And then one of the nurses came in and she's like, Petunia, your husband's been calling you, you know. My bag was there. They brought my bag. Mm. But I wasn't even there. I wasn't even at that space where I need to speak to people. I need to... Mm. I was in so much pain. I was concentrating on what I was going through Mm. at that moment. So I asked her to give me my bag. She gave me my bag. I took out my phone. And immediately I took it, started ringing again, Mm. you know. When he called me, I just cried. Mm. I couldn't speak. I just cried. I remember I just... And he was like, what's wrong? And the nurse was standing right here, so I couldn't even tell him what was happening. So I just said... I'm gonna, I'm just I'm gonna text you. Yeah. Hung up my phone. And then I started texting him. And then I told him something's wrong. Something's wrong, something's wrong. I don't know. I think he thought maybe because of the pain, yeah, obviously I had it the, the first time. But mm. this time I told him it's it's different for me. It's not the same. Mm. It's not the same. So I told him, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll speak to you. I'm still attending to the baby because mm. he was crying. And then he's like, okay, cool. Call me back. And then I remember one of the doctors came in. It's a student doctor, I believe. And this was after
1: how many days?
0: This was after a day. Oh, yes. She came in. Okay, so they go through all of our charts. Mm. You know, they go through our charts and then they ask you, how are you feeling? Are you okay? You know, she looked at my file. She was writing something on my file and then she stopped for a moment and then she said, Do you know what happened? And I was puzzled. I'm like, no, I don't know what happened. And then she started explaining that my bladder was cut. So that's why I was in theatre for such a long time. Mm. Okay, so I'm like, my bladder was cut. How did that happen, you know? So she was like, no, they were supposed to come and tell you. uh, But it was accidentally cut Mm. in theatre. So that's when I went back to the moment when they stopped talking. Mm. I think that's when they realised that they made a mistake. Mm, mm, So... mm. She left it at that, and then she left. So she didn't explain what that meant? No, she didn't explain what that meant, Mm. you know? And then um, I had on... They gave me antibiotics, but through the... The trip. Yes. Mm. And uh, so the doctors would come in occasionally just to check hourly or two hours, Mm. you know, to check how we, we were doing. But every time when they got to me... They spoke in, in medical terms. So I didn't understand mm. half of the things they were saying. Mm. And when they spoke, they spoke amongst each other.
1: Mm.
0: It's not like they were addressing it to me as well as to what was happening. Yeah. you know. And where I had the catheter, they put on um, plaster. Mm. It was written, do not remove. Mm. So every time they, they come to check and they ask, why is it? Why are we not supposed to remove it? Mm. I also didn't know. Nobody was explaining anything to me. Nobody told me why I still had the, cath- the catheter on for so long, you know, because others already had theirs off already. So, um, yeah, that went on for quite some time. So I'd be given painkillers every two hours mm. because the pain would just come in very fast. Every two hours, they'll come in and give me painkillers mm. for an injection. And then I had the antibiotics as well and the catheter. So walking with that to mm. the toilet. Because they wanted to find out if I can go to the toilet. Mm. I think they just wanted to find out if they put everything back yes. as it was, you know. So I remember I went to the toilet for the first time. I, nothing came out. It's oh. pretty hard going to the toilet with a catheter on yes. to do number two. Yes, it's, it's pretty hard. So I tried that for two days, I think, mm-hmm. on the third day. A little bit came out. That was a relief for mm. me, you know, because I remember my husband was also pushing me, like, please try going to the toilet yes. and find out if you can, yes. you know. And looking at my catheter, the bag, mm. it was very dark. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like your normal urine color. Yes. It was reddish yeah, A yes. deep reddish colour. Um, so I, I stayed there for quite some time. I stayed there. It was very difficult for me. It was very difficult. The healing process, because I would have swollen feet, that would swell up and then mm. go back. Swell how, up. How, long,
1: how long do you think you were there for? I was
0: there for eight days. Mm. Yes. On the eighth day, I believe, yes, the last day that I was there, I went for an x-ray, because mm. they wanted to find out if they stitched it properly. Mm. So I went there and... Looked like everything was fine. Mm. And in that
1: time, were you able to, did you have an opportunity to actually find out from the doctors, guys, what happened and what does this mean?
0: They will not tell you. Yeah. They will not tell you. Because when they speak, it's as if you're interrupting them because they come with other doctors yes. and they stand there and they look at each other and they talk and they talk and they talk, okay, this patient, this and this and this and then they just walk out. Mm. So they never give you an opportunity to ask yes. as to what's happening. I remember this other lady tried to open her file, for instance, mm. Yo, they gave her hell. Mm. They didn't want us touching our files as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think at some point I thought maybe they don't. They don't want us to know. Mm. In my case, I felt like they don't want me to know. Yeah. You know, yes. they don't want me to know who did it because she never came. I know mm. it was a woman. Mm-hmm. I know it was a woman, but she never came to explain as to mm. what really happened in there. But I just felt like it was negligence for me.
1: Yeah. So now uh, it's time to go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, What were some of the medical complications you were experiencing when you were discharged?
0: When I left the hospital, the road was very bumpy. Going home was difficult. Mm. I remember my mom was sitting at the back seat. I gave her the baby. I couldn't even walk. My husband just took the baby, gave him to my mom. And I was just walking very, very slow. I got into the car, and as we were driving off, my my other son was there. Mm. And I just cried. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't hold it mm. in. Mm. I just started crying and I told the story to my mom. And my mom was also crying holding the baby. So it was hard. I got home. For instance, going to the toilet for me, it, it wasn't easy. I, my husband had to always accompany me to the mm. toilet. It was very, very painful. Even with the painkillers they prescribe you, mm. it was very painful. Mm. So it was very hard. I remember at one time I drank water, I believe, just before I went to bed. But when I woke up, I was just wet. Mm. And I don't even know how it happened. I didn't even feel it. Mm.
1: So there was some form of incontinence that had developed. Yes. yes.
0: So I didn't feel that. It it was hard. Mm. It was hard for me. And breastfeeding was also very hard for me. Mm. You know, because I, I couldn't put the baby here yes. for me. So my husband had to help me. Mm. He had to come this side and just hold the baby so that he can latch on. Mm. That went on for days. Mm. It went on for days. Mm.
1: Yeah. So in terms of, because I mean, this is recent. This is in July. July. What are the existing medical problems you still have because of that incident?
0: I do get pain every now and then on mm. my bladder. I do get that. And I I can't drink water before going to bed anymore mm. i have to drink it hours before so if i'm thirsty before i go to bed mm. if i'm gonna drink the water i'm gonna to have to at least wait an hour or two so mm. i can go to the toilet mm. and then go to bed but i constantly have to now mm. wake up mm. every now and then which is something i never did mm. i'll just sleep right through but this time it's constant i have to always wake up and go yeah. to the toilet because i don't want to have that accident again
1: when it comes to the follow-up appointments what did the doctor say to you when you did follow-ups
0: I never had a follow-up appointment. You know, when they discharge you, that's That's, that's, just it. You go home. Wow. Yeah. So nobody
1: checks your... Nope. Where you've been cut, nobody checks anything? No. So you have not been back to the hospital since? No. So what does that mean for
0: you today? You know, I have my beliefs that they're hiding something.
1: Mm.
0: I feel like they are hiding something. And me leaving i think it was a relief for them
1: Mm.
0: because they probably thought i'm gonna go forward Mm. with this whole thing you know what do you mean go forward with this whole? probably i'm gonna open a case maybe Mm. i want because i want to find out i still do want to find out what really happened because there were no explanations as to what really happened Mm. and for them to send a student doctor when the actual person who did it was supposed to be there Mm. to explain it to me
1: and some of the things that you're experiencing like the pain the incontinence your bladder not being able to carry as much liquid. I mean, Mm -hmm. have you taken it upon yourself to consult
0: another doctor to see what the damage is? I haven't yet. Mm. I haven't yet. I think because it's it's still too recent Mm. for me, you know. I'm still enjoying being at home Mm. and being with my kids. Mm. And I haven't even gone that far yet. Mm. So for me, I'm just so happy to be at home and to be with Mm. my sons. And because when I think about it, it would have been the worst day.
1: For everyone. My son Mm. was
0: born, it's his birthday, but at the same time, I'm gone. Mm. You know, so I'm still trying to... I'm still trying to just move forward. Mm. Move forward with it, yeah. For me, it's still too early.
1: Do you believe, and you've mentioned this already, that it's negligence? Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, I do. I do. I think if they were straightforward with me, they were upfront... (sighs) From the beginning, how this whole thing started, Mm -hmm. it was wrong. Mm
1: -hmm. You know,
0: there were certain things they were supposed to explain to me before we started. Nobody came and held me down when I had the needle injected. You know, things were just done wrong. I think they just don't care. Yes. They just want to do this and then you can just leave. Mm -hmm. And that's it.
1: And why do you think that that's the case?
0: I don't know. Maybe, Maybe because there was just too many other women Mm. who are supposed to come. So for them, it was just a rush, rush job. Let's Mm. just do this so we can, you know, finish. Mm. I
1: think that's just it. Is there anything you would like to pursue in terms of um, your specific case and your situation?
0: Uh, I was talking with my husband about this. Yeah, we do. Mm. I do, actually. Mm. I do because I, I don't have... Answers yet. I don't even know if I'm going to have kids in the future. I don't know mm. that. I was never told if I'm going to have kids mm. And again
1: after this experience. Would you consider going to get an appointment with a guy need to just
0: check everything is fine? Yeah, yeah. Mm. that's true. I, w- I would. Mm. Yeah, mm. it's something I'm going to do, of course. Because I just want to clear, it, clear this whole thing up and not have to sit with questions yes. as to what's going to happen. So
1: in the meantime... Um, I mean, do you feel like the symptoms are improving or do you feel
0: like they are getting worse? There is a bit of improvement. Yes. I'm not gonna lie, there is a bit of improvement. There's just certain things I don't do anymore. Like what? I don't jog anymore. It's something I just cannot do. You know, because I feel like when I run, I don't know, there's there's a bit of pain there. Yes. You know, I don't exercise. Mm. It's something which is, I usually used to do at home, mm. but I can't do that. Mm. I know that you're supposed to wait a certain period. Before you, if you've had a C-section, yes. for you to start exercising. But yes. for me, I just do the most basic things. Even mm. bending over, sometimes, at most times, it becomes painful. Mm. I can feel the pain.
1: And it's it's not the same as what you experienced with your it's first pregnancy. It's not the same. It's yes. not the same. Do you, in your heart, believe that there's something wrong, right now, like within your body, related <sighs> to that procedure?
0: I don't want to believe it, but you know what? Because I. I am healing. I can feel that there's a bit of a difference in terms mm. of healing. I don't want to believe there's anything wrong. Mm. Yeah. But you think there might be. There might be. Yes. Because of the way it was happening in theatre. Yes. Yeah. The way they were pulling, you could feel that they, something is being ripped off. Mm. You know? So, yeah. I don't know. You don't, you don't
1: think that... Um, and, you know, me playing devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think that whatever they did to you, that that they ended up cutting your bladder... Was it was not a necessary thing for them to get your baby out?
0: I don't I don't wanna no, no. Mm. No, mm. no. I know that there's risks when you go into theater mm. and yeah, but I don't think it, it should have happened. Mm. I don't think it should have happened
1: mm. at
0: all. Because after my first C-section, Everything was fine. Obviously, I had to go to the doctor again with yes. my second pregnancy. And when they checked, everything was fine. Yes. I didn't have any existing problems or mm. anything like that from my previous... I was just fine, yes. you know? Yeah. So when they check, obviously, they should have... If if there was something, they could have easily spotted it. Mm. But mm. And if, obviously, there was a problem, they should have at least told me that, look, yeah. this is what we found out. As we were operating, that's why this happened. None of that was done
1: up until this point. What steps have you or you and your husband taken in regards to the situation?
0: Okay, so my husband called the hospital. Yeah. But they're always referring you to someone. Yeah. Speak to the matron. Call this number, but some of the numbers they give you, they don't work.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Because he wants answers as to what really happened.
1: So, what do you hope will happen?
0: I just want answers. You know, I feel if they were straightforward with me, I wouldn't feel the way I feel. Mm. I would have understood and just moved on. But because they're so they're so dodgy with answers, for me I feel like it's a lot more, so something needs to be done.
1: You're saying if they were so if they were straightforward, you wouldn't feel the way you feel. Mm. And how is it that I'm, you feel? I'm
0: I'm angry. Yeah. I'm angry because I could have lost my life. Yes. I could have lost my life. What about my kids? and i just just got married so it would have been a tragic story mm. yeah
1: is there anything else you'd like viewers to know about your story
0: <sighs> yeah when you actually go to the hospital make sure that you remember every detail when you get there every day because it's it's important to remember everything mm. that happens in there you know mm. so you you can't just walk in there and be like ah in and out and that's it mm. there's a lot of steps There's a lot of things that happen Mm -hmm. before you actually give birth. If Mm -hmm. you're having the baby via C-section, even if it's natural, just remember the details Mm -hmm. because it'll help you. Mm -hmm. It'll help you if something does go wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, Pachina, thank you so much for
1: coming to share your story. Um, It does sound like this could be a medical malpractice uh, situation. And, um, you know... With regards to you and your husband pursuing it mm-hmm. uh, outside of settling in any legal manner, I hope you get the answers that you are looking for and the answers that you desire. Yeah, thank so, you. thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you. Hashtag unpacked with Let us know what your thoughts are on this conversation and maybe you yourself have found yourself in a situation where you went in for a procedure and you came out with other complications that were not communicated to you? Did you find the answers that you were looking for? Did you have a case that you were able to take up against the medical practitioners or the hospital, whatever the case may be? Let us know. Thank you so much for joining in. Have a good night. Next time on Unpacked. I put the memory card in my friend's phone and on that memory card,
0: I found the most disturbing pictures of myself. That's when I realized that this guy had not only been poisoning me but this guy had also been roofing me the pictures that are on the memory card are so graphic man they were so scary it was pictures of me laying in bed butt naked i don't know how many women this guy has done this to Mm. i don't know if if i'm the last woman that he's ever going to do this Mm. to